0: Look, this is how this is going to go. You'll follow me around, annoying me for a day or two until I write your obituary. I'll have a mild panic attack about my life, and then you'll move on. I've been in weirder spots. Because it's time for one final run. I need your help to save the world. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, February 8th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first your entertainment headlines. Gus Kenworthy says 80 for Brady called an audible on his big scene. The Olympic skier makes a brief cameo in the film with actor and comedian Brian Jordan Alvarez, but according to Kenworthy, they filmed a longer version of the scene featuring a kiss that didn't make the final cut. Kenworthy told Variety at the Gold Meets Golden Benefit for Angel City Sports, quote, they said they had to cut it for time, but I think they cut it from Middle America. He says they also filmed multiple takes of The Kiss, some of which were on the steamier side, explaining, quote, some of them got raunchy. They used the script for one take, but then we did it like four or five times where we would just ad-lib insults at each other and then make out. Fifth Season, who produced the movie and sold it to Paramount for distribution, did not immediately reply to EW's request for comment. Friend star David Schwimmer has joined the cast of The Great Celebrity Bake Off for a special Stand Up to Cancer episode. Schwimmer will enter Britain's most famous tent and cook up his best recipes for a chance at the coveted Star Baker Prize. He's up against The Walking Dead actor David Morrissey, Little Mix singer Jesse Nelson, TV personality Gemma Collins, and Olympic diver Tom Daly among others, in an upcoming Stand Up to Cancer Season 6 episode that will raise awareness and funds for the Cancer Research Charity. We're going to be seeing a lot more of Ben Stiller. The Zoolander and Dodgeball Funny Man is in final negotiations to star in a limited series based on the documentary Three Identical Strangers, the true story of identical triplets Bobby Shafran, David Kilman, and Eddie Galland, who were separated at birth and reunited many years later in life. Stiller will play multiple parts and executive produce the series. John Cleese is checking back into the hotel business. More than 40 years after Faulty Tower's first hit television screens, Cleese is reviving the beloved British sitcom with a little help from his daughter Camilla Cleese. The two are set to write and star in the new project, which will see the elder Cleese reprise his role as the no-nonsense hotel owner Basil Fawlty. The revival is being developed by Castle Rock Entertainment and will center on how Basil, according to a news release, quote, navigates the modern world as he and his newfound daughter tempt fate and team up to run a boutique hotel. From the City of Stars to Manhattan, Damien Chazelle's Oscar-winning 2016 musical La La Land is being adapted into a Broadway musical by Lionsgate and Mark Platt, who produced the film. Bartlett Sher will direct based on a book written by playwrights Ayad Akhtar and Matthew Decker. And like the film, the stage adaptation will feature music by Justin Hurwitz and lyrics by Benj Pasek and Justin Paul. The Broadway cast has not yet been announced. And Scott Alexander, the magician who captivated judges on season six of America's Got Talent, died Sunday following a stroke while, according to his wife in an Instagram post, performing on a cruise ship in St. Kitts. The Magician appeared on Season 6 of the Competition Series in 2011 and impressed judges Piers Morgan, Sharon Osbourne, and Howie Mandel by making his assistant, his wife Jenny, appear out of thin air with the help of water and levitation. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Grief girl power and going for the life you always dreamed of. It's all there for the debut of today's number three pick. The new ABC comedy series Not Dead Yet follows Gina Rodriguez's Nell Serrano, a journalist who's returning to the field after a bad breakup took her career on a different path. Much to her chagrin, she is assigned to the obituary beat at her old job, the SoCal Independent newspaper. Nell's reluctant to report on dead people until she begins seeing and talking to them, learning their stories, and using their advice to aid in the rebuilding of her own life. Here's a little preview featuring Nell arriving at the paper for her first day. Have a listen. Ooh. Oh, let me show you... you. Or late. But I told everyone that your phone was still set on UK time and that you were donating blood. Okay, so act kind of woozy. What if I act hungover? What if I am hungover? So I got you a plant for your first day. Hey. Of my old job? Yeah, and some pens for your birthday. Oh, because I'm another year older. Sports section. long. No, because I love you, baby. Oh, No (laughs) stealing, girls. You are not (laughs) the boss of me. True. But I am the boss of you. Is it weird? It's weird that either of you are the bosses of anybody. Really. (laughs) Well, technically, she is the boss of the lifestyle section. So that... Doesn't really count. Cool. I'm um, Mr. Metro. I have to edit a six-part series about the changes in the zoning by <gasps> I'm sorry. Don't you have a meeting to go to about, I'm going to say, sandals? Actually, I am late to a meeting about sandals. Oh. copy later? Yep. So, what are you going to put me on? City beat? Crime beat? The dead beat. Oh my god, you're putting me on obituaries! Here's your new office! Ta-da! Ew. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, this is a closet. That seems generous. Look, you gotta jump back in somewhere, Nell. Start here. Your first obit, Monty Waxberg, a musician you may know for his most famous jingle, the Yummy Yum Bubblegum song. I hated that song as a kid. Don't judge a person by their jingle, Nell. Everyone has a story, and it's your job to find it. And don't touch that pipe. It'll strip your skin. Well, the comedy series, which is adapted from the book Confessions of a 40-something <inaudible> Up by Alexandra Potter, will explore all that and more. Not Dead Yet debuts tonight at 8.30 on ABC. ready to find some treasure our number two pick is the season finale of national treasure edge of history now last episode jess and her friends lives were in danger when they embarked on their heist plan and now they're trying to outwit billy jess's knowledge of history and puzzles will certainly come in handy as the group attempts to escape and protect the treasure here's a preview looks like ruins to a temple or something How'd they get these heavy stones all the way out here? Indigenous people were brilliant architects. Whoa, check this out. One of Hernando de Soto's men. More than one, look. How did they find this place? I'm guessing they tortured a daughter of the plume serpent. Coquistarado were pretty good at that. And why did they kill each other? They got greedy. No. No, something's not right. Don't get greedy and kill each other until after you find the treasure. Hey, it looks like there's something over there. We're not here for the jewels. Just a souvenir. Hector, you okay? Let go! This was a trap. He's hallucinating. Well, find out who receives the treasure on the season finale of National Treasure: Edge of History, streaming now on Disney It's trivia time! Our number one pick is coming up, but first, a question about it. The number 52 appears in every episode of the first season of The Flash, which returns tonight for its final season. Now, the number represents something very important in DC Comics beginning in 2006. What does it mean? Is 52 the number of characters that exist in the DC Universe, the number of parallel realities in the DC Multiverse, or the year that DC Comics was founded? Stick around for that answer and more on our number one pick. What to Watch will be back in a flash. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Number one. And just like that, it's almost over. Our number one pick today is the final season premiere, of the Flash. After 9 seasons, Barry, aka the Flash, is finally ready to settle down and have a family. He tells Iris of visions he has of their future together, but she longs for a normal life where she can experience milestones just like the spouses of non-superheroes. Now, a villain has risen who threatens to create a time machine that will ruin the time-space continuum as all of Central City knows it, and Barry needs to assemble a team to stop them. Here's a preview. You have been through a lot in nine years, and I'm very proud of you. I call it my MacBook. We can see what's coming before it happens. Iris, you're going to get pregnant in three months. This new speedster wants to build a time machine. I swore I would make sure that we always had a future. I don't want to know everything that's going to happen. I just want to be able to choose it. you got got mute mutiny on your hands. What do I have to lose? The whole timeline will be at stake. <sighs> I need your help to save the world. I have nothing to live for. Yes, you do. I'll show you. Done, am very not. Ah. We can do the impossible. Flash, let's do this one last time. Well, get ready to see some old and new faces arrive in Central City to help Barry save the world. The final season premiere of The Flash kicks off tonight at 8 on The CW. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. What does the number 52 mean in DC Comics? Is it the number of characters that exist in the DC Universe? The number of parallel realities in the DC Multiverse? Or the year that DC Comics was founded? 52 is the number of parallel realities in the DC multiverse. 52 was actually the name of a DC comic series that was released in 2006, which consisted of, you guessed it, 52 issues, one each week for a year, chronicling old and new characters. Issue 52 revealed that there are indeed 52 realities in the multiverse. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. One, two, one.